Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Noah Online, the podcast. I am Noah Love, and I, as always, am extremely excited to be talking to you guys. Sorry that this episode is coming to you so late. It has been crazy, crazy week and a half or so. Um, but we are going to continue our series, uh, Significance, and today we're talking about finances. And how am I going to break this down to you guys? Pretty much simple. We're going to talk about 10 reasons why financial planning is important. This is a topic that some people either are eager to talk about or too afraid to listen in on, or just rather too afraid to talk about as well. Financial planning helps you determine your short and long-term financial goals and creates a balanced plan to meet those goals. We all want some amazing form of life. We want to be able to travel the world, buy the luxury car, buy the house, spend this money, buy these name brands, but we're not thinking about the one tool that's actually gonna get us there. But when you also, when you think about success, you can't be successful and be broke. You have to be able to spend money to make money. I say that very often because I am a firm believer in putting money behind everything that I do. Aside from that, my daddy always said, you never put bad money behind, what is it? Never put good money behind bad money. And because I want people to invest in me, I have to make sure that I have my shit together. So here are 10 powerful reasons why financial planning with the help of an expert financial advisor will get you where you want to be. So we're going to break these down, like I said, into 10 reasons why. And I'm going to be reading this. It's going to sound a little scripted only because for this particular podcast, I needed to make notes so that I gave you guys viable information that would help you. Okay, so we're going to start with number one, which is income. It's possible to manage income more effectively through planning. Managing income helps you understand how much money you'll need for tax payments, other monthly expenditures, expenditures. Expenditures. I can't believe I just fumbled over that word and I love that word. And savings. So a part of this income situation, this is your job. This is what you're doing. This is what's bringing money in. But it's also part of your budgeting. A huge part of budgeting is understanding what's physically coming into your household. Not what's done at the taxes. Not what you are putting into your 401k. Those are things that we think about later. But your income is what you're actually taking home. Um, this is money that you are utilizing to actually pay bills and to do all of these things. And you need to be able to identify that number. It should honestly be an easy number. Unless, of course, you work in retail and you're not doing 40 hours or you are working those overtimes. You're doing 20 hours and they um, they shift ever so often. But you should have a, a ballpark number of what it is that you have coming in. Number two, your cash flow. Increase cash flows by carefully monitoring your spending patterns and expenses. Tax planning, prudent spending, and careful budgeting will help you keep more of your hard-earned cash. Now, a lot of us get these checks, um, and we immediately deposit them. We spend money, we pay bills, we're doing all of this, and never actually writing it down. Never actually being able to physically look at what's happening, what's coming in, and what's going out. Your safest bet, your honest-to-God, quickest way to... Your millions is being able to physically watch your money come and go. So you know what can be, what honestly can be cut or what's more important. Obviously your household, rent, mortgage, light bill, gas bill, insurance, all of those things are necessities. So you you place those in priority and you're able to then fixate yourself on what's being done outside of those things and what can be alleviated. Because that's extremely important. Now this third one, this is more so home investors, if you're starting a business, we're going to talk about number three, capital. An increase in cash flow. 
can lead to an increase in capital, allowing you to consider investments to improve your overall financial well-being. Capital is the money left over after you've done, you've paid everything. This is money that you're able to save. And we, oftentimes we look at it as just savings. This is what we're going to use for something to go on a trip or to pay next month's bill. If you're building capital, you're literally building money that should be utilized to make more money for you. Investing tools like Acorn, Stash, um, CDs, uh, you have a plethora of different savings accounts throughout um, different institutions that allow you to gain more than the 0.07 or 0.1% on your savings. Um, you also have stocks and bonds. All of these things, these, this is money that you want to learn to invest in. Millennials, we have become extremely excessive when it comes to this because we have so many ways of buying penny stocks and investing our money uh, along with your 401k. It's important that you have money working for you every day. Stocks and bonds are, are places where you may lose and you may gain. But if you're thinking long term, you're going to always gain. So something to think about. I'll leave a few links in the um, detail section of this podcast so you guys can check a few of them out. Okay. So then you also have number four, family security. Providing your family's financial security is an important, is a part of the financial planning process. Having the proper insurance coverage and policies in place can provide peace of mind for you and your loved one. This is a tough conversation, one I still can't have with my father. Um, and even as a young adult, 30 years old, I have a life insurance policy and I have, not want to say money's in place, but I have investments in place where, God forbid, at my demise, my brothers won't have to worry about having to bury me. Or my family won't be stressed about financially having to bury me. Um, these are things as an adult. Once you hit 18, I feel like in the moment you get a job and you move on your own. These are things that you always should be thinking about. Finan financial stability goes both hand in hand with life and death. You don't want to leave a burden to your family. But you also don't want to leave a life, lead a life where you're always penny binging. Um, so aside from savings and you know, paying your bills and monitoring your finances. Think about what happens when you're not here. Think about who's going to be responsible for whatever you leave behind. Because remember, people are not always forgiving. Creditors are not forgiving. Mortgagers are not forgiving. Landlords are not forgiving. So think about those things. Number five, investments. A pro proper financial plan considers your personal circumstances, objectives, and risk tolerance it acts as a guide in helping choose the right types of investment to fit your needs, personality, and goals. Now, this is where I always say reach out to someone who's a little bit more investment savvy or even a financial advisor at your bank. It is a free service to you. Um, you want to talk about the types of investments that are open to you and what you are capable of doing current day. Are you moderate? Are you aggressive? Are you kind of in between? What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about, you know, the arts or the environment? All of these things, believe it or not, your investments have a place and they should always speak to your beliefs. So I suggest a thousand percent again, speak with the financial advisors at your near bank. Reach out to someone who you trust to have these conversations. YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Literally, you can reach out to anyone to have these conversations. There are a plethora of people on Instagram who do this. Um, as a career and take extreme pride in doing so. So just never think that you don't have options because you do. All right. So number six, standard of living. Important. 
Okay, sorry, I got excited. The savings created from good planning can provide beneficial in difficult times. Can prove beneficial in difficult times. For example, you can make sure there is enough insurance coverage to replace any lost income should a family should should a family breadwinner become unable to work. So let's say you lose a job, or rather, not even lose a job. You have a car accident. Between your PPI or your full coverage, excuse me, you should be able to at least live for six months. There should be some form of Safety net. This is either even in your in your savings or in your investments, um, your four hundred one k. All of these things you should all there should be a form of safety for you, just in case. My dad has always taught us that one particular thing. He always said it when it was time, whenever we needed to move, he needed to have six months worth of rent before he moved anywhere, or whenever we got ready to move into our apartment, we needed to have six months worth of rent. Um, so these are things that you think about. What happens if you were to lose your job or if you were to get in a car accident or your mother was to go to the hospital, your father was to be hospitalized? There are so many scenarios and we don't think about these things because they're so fearful. But planning will make these things easier and it's setting aside money to do so. And it's okay if you can't set aside a lot. Do $5 here, 20 there. If you were going to buy coffee this week, take that money and instead of buying coffee, invest it. Put it aside in a savings account. Put it in an envelope in a safe and put it away somewhere. There's so many unique ways of doing so. Okay? So number seven, financial understanding. I'm going to say that again. Financial understanding. Better financial understanding can be achieved when measurable financial goals are set. The effects of decision under, decisions understood and results reviewed, giving you a whole new approach to your budget and improving control over your financial lifestyle. I think we do this, or I do, I know I do, I know a few of my friends do. We innately create goals for ourselves and we know what number that we need to work toward until we work toward that number. That's your life. Setting a goal and working toward that number. If you're going to buy a house, know the amount that you're willing to put down and what kind of home that you want to buy. If you're buying a car, you plan for that expense. If you want to go on travel, you plan for that expense. It's all about putting those numbers in front of you, physically being able to see what it is that you're working toward and knowing that you're working toward it and you're, and, and you're, you're building up to it. It's so important. And I think that's an easy tool for us to use or utilize. You can put it in your notes in your phone, create the Excel sheet. There are apps that allow you to do it. Um, but it's important to have that physical goal and physical representation of it so that you see it every single day. Um, it's also understanding what your savings and your checking account is, um, what your income is, if you're going to increase it by how much. And if you're going to do that, what kind of job do you need or what's the promotion that you need to do? Like that's a physical plan. A financial plan is an understanding. Today I'm making 30K. Within six months, I want to be at 35K. So what do I need to do that? What job do I need to take on for that? Or what promotions up next that will get me there? Or how much savings do I need to save in order to do X, Y, Z? It's not so much about not being able to do it. It's having the motivation to at least create that goal and commit to that goal. And trust me, the moment you do that, and I say it all the time, when you commit to a decision, the universe will conspire to create and make it happen for you. All right? So on to the next. Number eight, assets. A nice cushion in the form of assets is desirable, but many assets come with liabilities attached. So it becomes important to determine the real value of an asset. 
The knowledge of settling and canceling the liabilities comes with the understanding of your finances. The overall process helps you build assets that don't become a burden in the future. What are assets? These are things that add to your life. They add to your success. They add to your home. They add to your family. They add to everything in life. But a lot of these assets come with liabilities. Credit. Personal loans. Personal line of credits. Um, second mortgages on your home. You have to be mindful of what you are taking on. You may be in a position where you need to take out a business loan for your business. And... It is the only way that you can possibly survive. Is that liability going to prove necessary in the long run? Financially, you can't float now, but you take this loan out in hopes of creating income or creating a new opportunity that should create income, and it doesn't. Will you, one, be able to continue to pay this loan? And two... Are you a thousand percent sure that this is going to prove beneficial? We have to ask these hard questions because we do things in a hurry to, to we want to create an answer to a problem. And when we do that, we're only creating another problem for ourselves. And we do it so often. I, I see this cycle very often. I do this to myself. An answer to a solution becomes another problem. We don't want to do that. So you want to create healthy answers. So you want to think about those things. What are your current finances? What are your, what are your current issues? What are your current troubles? What are your current potholes? What can be fixed within house with what you have already? And how much, if you do, credit do you take out that won't create another problem that you can absolutely sustain if this project does not work? So think about those things. Number nine, savings. We all know this word. It used to be called saving for a rainy day, but sudden financial changes can still throw you off track. It is good to have some investments with high liquid, uh, liquidity. This investment, these investments, sorry, can be utilized in terms of emergencies or educational purposes. This involves your 401k, stocks and bonds, um, CDs, uh, short-term investments. All of these things have liquid capability and you literally can withdraw from them you can request funds from them obviously there are penalties to some of them there are exceptions to most of them it's important that you look into these resources before you do so to see what those penalties are what those fees are all of those things um but those are part of your savings this is why you save so when you need them you can come to them and so many of us get caught up on not saving because we have to do xyz but this is how we end up living paycheck to paycheck because we're not thinking about the future we're thinking about today. And it's healthy to be present, but it's healthier to be prepared. Did that make sense? I hope that made sense. So think about your savings whenever you're getting paid and you're spending money. It's okay that you can't put $100 away. Do something. Believe it or not, a little bit goes a very long way. Okay? Also, you also can speak to your financial advisors at your bank. Again, Financial advisors are free services for you at your institution of which you have your money. So think about those things. And lastly, number 10, ongoing advice. Establishing a relationship with a financial advisor you can trust is critical to achieving your goals. Your financial advisor will meet with you to assess your current financial circumstances and develop a comprehensive plan customized for you. 
goes back to the financial advisor. And when I say financial advisor, I'm not talking, you don't necessarily have to go into a bank if you don't trust or you don't want to sit with that particular person. Friends can be advisors if they have healthy financial um, planning tool, or they have a financial or a healthier financial um, management tool than you do. Um, it's okay to kind of share with someone who's capable of helping, someone who can advise you. My friends are great at this. We talk about our finances very often. If we have or we don't have. What are we doing? How much are we spending? Why are we buying this? What are we doing with that? Did this investment go well? How are you going to reinvest that? My friends are literally everything to me. Um, and I'm sure you guys should have it. If you don't, it's okay to find out. It's okay to reach out to someone. It's also okay to reach out to me if you need just to bounce ideas off of. Um, but ultimately, when it comes to all of this, and we break it down to a simple statement, financial understanding is important. Every day you wake up, you should be aware of what you're bringing in and what's going out. Understanding what your, what your financial status is will allow you to build and progress more. Um, again, I will leave information in the detail section of this podcast for you guys to click different links. Um, the takeaway from this, start today. Look at your accounts. Take notice of them and understand where you are financially. Plan for where you need to be and you make those adjustments as you go. It's not hard. There's nothing to be ashamed of. It's extremely nerve-wracking and can be fearful at times. But trust me, if you take that step, you will see just how much better your life can be. And you can literally do, you can do almost practically anything, even with a small income. You will be surprised with what budgeting can free you up to do. All right, guys. So I love you. This has been a quick podcast. So excited. I cannot wait for the next one. Be prepared because it's coming soon. Love you guys. Take care.